and the Lord said. What's up, everybody? I'm Big Mike. And I am Brando. And this is Brewheads. You damn right. So today we are at Weeha Brewing and Roasting, uh, 141 Shield Street in West Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, they brew beer, they roast coffee, and it's all a good time. Yeah. So you can, you got, you're on the way down, and then you can pick back up. Yeah. Right. Or you can go up and then down, depending how high you want to go. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. So yeah, we, we have Will here, and um, why don't you explain to the people uh, Weehob Brewing and Roasting? Oh, thank you very much for having us on. Appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. Guys. So uh, we're, we're a small seven-barrel brew house. Um, we brew double batches of everything we do, so we end up with about 15 barrels of beer. Um, so we operate as a cafe in the morning. Um, my business partner roasts coffee here on site. Um, we sell those blends for you to take home. You can order them online. Um, I believe in West Hartford, he does free delivery for that as well. As long as you spend $45. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you need more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he, he does do the roasting here on site. So we, we serve our coffee exclusively. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of like traditional cafe drinks, cortados, Spanish lattes, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, my current favorite right now is I never thought I would would drink something like this, but this is a dirty chai. So it's essentially it's a hot chai latte, and they throw a couple shots of espresso in there. Ooh, that, that sounds that is, okay. That is a okay. That does sound good. <laughs> That'll get you brewing. <laughs> yes, it will. Um, so it's, yes, we're, we're a cafe seven days a week. We open at seven a.m. until about three p.m. during the week, and then Friday and Saturday the cafe side stays open a little bit later. And then the beer side of the world opens up on Wednesdays at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, till about nine, ten o'clock at night during the week, and then we stay open a little later, Friday and Saturday as well. Okay. So you can definitely stop in here on Sunday afternoon, catch the football mm -hmm. games on. Um, do that. We are in the process of opening a kitchen. Um, we'll be nice. opening the kitchen probably in about a month or so. Mm -hmm. um, we're opening that kitchen in conjunction with a gentleman by the name of Andrew Brow. Um, he owns a restaurant up in Northampton called Highbrow. Okay. He also operates a kitchen out of White Lion Brewing Company in Springfield, if you're okay. familiar. Yeah, I, they um, just opened up recently. Yeah, I saw yeah. the opening and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the, the food is absolutely fantastic. He yeah. has these like Asian style sticky ribs that he does. That mm. just absolutely die for. When I say they fall off the bone, I mean it's so uh, it's yeah. forks are very very optional. If you look at this the wrong way, like oh, there's the bone. <laughs> yeah. um, fa fantastic. So we're really excited to get him down here and, and get that that part rolling yeah. as well. So um, yeah. So again, we were starting to incorporate some live music, all the normal tap room yeah. vibey things that we're trying to go for. So. Here we are at Christmas time, you know, get, get, have a few lights and things hanging up, so it's yeah. festive to come yeah. down and see this out. So, but happy, happy to be here and happy to be doing it. So. Very cool. When, uh, I, I think, I remember seeing pictures of, I think, like the street and there's going to be a brewery mm -hmm. and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go from that to, uh, um, from like all the places that we follow and try and keep up on. Um, to having it be this and the, you know the beautiful you know the burn tables and these tables are yeah so this is so nice oh my god <laughs> but I mean just, to see it to go to that from that to this is just you know uh, it's incredible um, I mean the sexy st the stainless in the background I think always <laughs> always 
something nice to look at. You know, yeah. that's our Christmas. No matter how many years I'm in this game, there's nothing like going into another brewery and ooh, what do they have? Yeah. What equipment are they driving with? Back yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like us with tools. You know, it's like yeah. what's on the snap-on truck today? You know? Exactly. exactly. Walking yeah. down the aisle. Oh. You know, it's really uh, it's interesting to see where, where we came because you know, timeline-wise, we actually got the place going pretty quick. So we got in the space officially in about January of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't start construction until about the end of March. So the end of March to the first week of October is when we opened. Yeah, That's a pretty reasonable timeline that is. To, uh, yeah. to essentially gut the building, get everything yeah. underway, and get, get the brew house installed. Plumbing. And, 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 oh, and, yeah. and, and trust me, I was... I was watching through social media the entire time. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> as soon as I saw New Brewery in West Hartford, follow. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, you do, you do a timeline and we'll, we'll, we'll call it roughly five five months, you know, mm-hmm. five or six months. That's, that's not too bad of a timeline to really uh, no. to, go, to go from ground level construction to, to operate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all hands on deck. And, yep. that's, and, <laughs> and honestly, with, during the whole COVID period, it's that's saying a lot. Yeah. To be able just to, to get, get people just to, be, to yeah, just be able to come out and be able to open up during it was time. Re- it was really really interesting because um, my business partner Cody and I had talked in the fall leading up to COVID so the yeah. fall of 20, 2019, he and I had touched base and we were kind of moving in that direction and then no one was prepared for January yeah, yeah, you know, yeah January it was 20, yeah. You know, oh my God. the world shutting down essentially. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a hopeful story, though. You know, if, if we can make it work, you know, hopefully that mm-hmm. means there's other businesses that may have been struggling or couldn't yep. like get off the ground at this point, which now they'll be able to pursue that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now that things are kind of lightening up a little bit and hopefully going somewhat back to whatever quasi-normal we end up landing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> landing yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but overall, we're, we are seeing there's a lot of engagement. People are coming out. They're they're kind of feeling the need, I think, to get back to the social side of the world. Yeah, every, yeah. everybody has that need. Uh, it's it's funny because like um, my wife usually doesn't come with me to breweries and stuff because she's not really a beer she's not a beer person. I got her to enjoy like a couple fruited sours and stuff. I I found I found her what she likes with her palate. You're lucky. And, yeah, and, and you know what? I always gear to like if I find something I think she would like. You know, hey. So like normally like I go to Back East a lot and. She, I've never taken her there because they usually don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And then they finally came up with something that she liked and I brought her down and we had, and the fact that, you know, it, she was like, wow, this feels like a normal, it's like, it feels like, normal. It feels, yeah. Yeah. We're on a night out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're out right. and, and we're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun and it's like, wow, this feels normal again. Well, there's, there's so many people and yeah. yeah. So and and to, to get that normalcy, and I, I think, in all honesty, I think like breweries is one of those places that has brought back that normalcy yeah. in this time frame. Yeah. It just because, you know, because it's like, you know, you get to enjoy yourself, you know, you make sure you've done everything to, to come in, yeah. to enjoy yourself, and everybody has a good time. No one's looking at you like, you, you know, what's, your know what I find is really funny? <laughs> I, think, I think part of that with the brewing community is it's generally speaking a very tight-knit community yeah you know yeah. you know it's not like a towny bar let's say where mm-hmm. if you go in and everyone's sitting at the bars from the town kind of thing right I mean, right you can walk into this brewery 
and there's going to be a guy from Cheshire Mystic and Springfield, yeah. Massachusetts, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. all going to recognize each other, and then you're going to go to a brewery, you know, in another state, and mm-hmm. you know, and you're all going to see each other again, and you're yeah. all kind of in the same yeah. space, and I, I think that's really unique to the craft beer world. I, you know, I don't, I don't know enough about like the local vineyard scene and that kind of thing to say that it's the same, but I think I feel like it's very, very specific to, to us. You know, the craft beer community is pretty, yeah. pretty tight knit. It feels like a family. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's that's you know the one thing we comment every time we go into a brewery that you know from the automotive world you don't get that. Yeah. You're not, you're not just yeah. gonna. Why, why don't I go uh, collab with another mechanic at this other shop? <laughs> Maybe we'll fix something together. You know, it's like that's just not how it works. Or we work at like a dealer, and you know you, they're not gonna poach right. your tech for the day. Yeah. You know, there's nothing exactly. like that. Um, it's always like always everyone's one upping. Yeah. Like to get. Everyone's in competition. Yeah, in the competition. I'm not like not that brewers aren't, but it's a it's totally health, it's different a healthy kind. way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, for the it, better, the betterment of every other brewery. I, I don't know how many times I've heard uh, or we've gone in and talked to brewers and and owners and be like, yeah, you know, we've gone to other breweries just to find out, hey, you know, you guys do this real well. How do you do it? And you know, what's what's your techniques and stuff like? And everyone's yo know, willing to share. And it's, it's just so phenomenal about You guys that. got this small, yeah. this small, or we ran out of this I, I will tell you right now, I can tell you right now, for example, we have a Belgian triple that we brewed, um, and somewhere my math went wrong, um, and Ben Braddock from, from uh, Hog River up the road, they were able to reach out and they were like, hey, we got what you need, just come pick it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up, you know, kind of thing. And that's just, it's just not common. No, in, no, in, no. In, in the automotive world, you, yeah. you, you mess up on diagonal a car and it's like, oh man, I, I forgot how to, I don't know where I messed up. You can't call another dealer and be like, hey, you ever have this issue? They look at you like, yeah, I'm not telling you about Yes, this. we have. We know the fix. <laughs> have fun. Good luck. Good luck, yeah. buddy. Yeah. It's, it's just not like that. And, I, you know, there's a healthy competitive edge. There's things that you want to do to be... You know, the way I look at it is it kind of is reminiscent to me of like an old like gilded system economically. We're all doing the same thing mm-hmm. and, and, and everyone's doing something a little bit different. So you go, you go and you learn, you know, I can't tell you how many conversations that I have with other brewers and they're, I, I don't believe in that whole like secretive side of all oh, my recipe secrets. And, and, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not Colonel Sanders. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with anybody asking me any question, I'll tell you exactly what I did. And yeah. I think. I think by the by, for the most part, most of the brewers that I've encountered are, are kind of in that same vein. They they no, they want you to be, they want you to enjoy what you're doing um, as much as as much as the next guy. And, and we have fun. And as you can see, the beer bowl just keeps getting a layer and layer after layer, yeah. a little crazier, yeah. a little crazier. How far can we push it? Yeah. Um, so it, I, I feel like that's that's a very it, it is it's just like that. There's not a whole lot of real true cutthroat competitiveness. You know, it, it's very far and few between. Is probably the better way. Yeah. So you're always going to have, a, you know, one bad apple and everything, but right. it doesn't seem to ruin it at all for the rest. And, and that's the one thing that we definitely enjoy about the craft beer industry, coming from the automotive industry, is just how no, ma- no matter what anyone else is doing or like, you finally broke out, got this phenomenal beer. Everyone's like, you know willing to oh man you made that how does that taste what'd you do you know and how'd you come about that and it's like so refreshing yeah instead of it just being a cutthroat industry 
Especially because, I mean, automotive industry, it's cutthroat. No, I believe it. And you know, and there's, and there's, we keep talking about all the time, every, every brewer I know, every, everybody in this business, are we reaching a saturation point? Are there are too many breweries. Are right, many right. Things? And I just don't think that we're anywhere near mm-hmm. that, that level yet. No. Um, I think that's probably a little different than the automotive industry. You know, on the corner here, you have Town Fair Tire right next to Pep Boys, right across the street from AutoZone, right across the street from how much business is there to go around right. literally yeah. across the street from each other right. kind of thing. Um, so. I, I think with the, with the craft beer industry, I think it, Connecticut, it, it's funny because like Connecticut is such a small state compared to, you know, a lot of places of the craft beer industry. And, but we're so dense with, I mean, it's nowadays it's hard to go to not be in a town without a craft brewery but it's like is that really a bad thing yeah you know it's like no one says oh it's a bad thing that i can get a budweiser at any liquor store that i can go to right right yeah you know so i think it's interesting you bring that up because i think we're in a weird we're in a really weird spot where i think in, in in some ways like the local breweries are kind of becoming the new town haunts kind of thing. Yeah, um, yes. That's where people go, where they hang out. Yeah. Um, but more interesting, I want to see the development over the next few years is where the, the beer industry goes in terms of like package stores and mm. you know liquor stores. I almost wonder if that's going to be a uh, dying art eventually for the beer world, that there's almost like so much saturation. You go into the smallest mom and pop place now and they've got, they got 35 different right. craft beer brands. Yeah, right. You yeah. Know, on the one hand, it's great. But you also have to wonder, like, how what that looks like on the other side. Are all those beers getting rotated through? They, they don't always store those right. correctly. Right. I, yeah. I don't know how many times I've been into a a liquor store and I'm like, oh, they have that, and it's like that is a fruited double sour on the shelf. <laughs> right. Why is that out on the fridge? <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. swelling. Why yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Is good. this gonna bomb? <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Well, that's never happened. <laughs> never once. No. <laughs> I like that's the greatest thing about like harvest. Oh yeah, man, harvest, those guys are so oh, good. I love it's, Ian at harvest. He, he, he's such a cool guy. Good dude. And, and it's like they understand beer. Yep. They truly do understand. Yeah. It's one of the few places that you can go to that like no, they one hundred percent understand beer, how it should be stored. They respect and, it. Yeah, and they have a passion and love for it. You can ask them about this particular, and even if they didn't have that particular beer, they might've had something else from that brewer. Right. And, and could just, you know, explain, hey, you know, if you like this, you like that, you might like that one, you know? Yeah. Then, yeah, just the knowledge there. That, that's well, so incredible to places that, than other places that I've gone. They educate, they stay, yeah. they spend some time they, learning yeah. their stuff. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's also cool to see that. I think that that's also a changing format in, in the craft beer world too, is that it, you know, it used to be this area, it was very pretentious to be a craft beer drinker. So mm, yeah. Where I think we finally kind of crossed that a little bit, and now it's kind yeah. of approachable. Or even if you aren't, like I said, your wife's not much of a beer drinker, but there's something that she likes. Yeah, And exactly. then she can appreciate it, and it's yeah. a little different. It's still something being made on mm-hmm. a local level. You're still supporting those businesses, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said kind of for, for the craft beer world and what that's doing, too, you know? Um, where you know we're all fine with our generic rice lager every once in a while, yep. but um, overall, you know, I think most people can find something in the craft vein oh, now that they yeah. really appreciate. I, I tell people all the time, there's something for you. Yep. I, I get so many people that on on 
people that I in my circles and stuff like that. It's like, oh, nah, nah, craft beer, nah, nah, it's too hoppy, it's too sweet or something. It's like, nah, you just haven't found the right beer for you yet. There's so many beers out there. It's like you don't always have to just drink the Budweiser. You need to invest a little yeah. in, in your palate. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. It's, it's worth it. Because, yeah. I mean, to there's like. so many flavors. And that's what I tell, like, people that I talk to about craft beer and stuff like that. It's like, there's so many flavors out there. It's like, what do you like to drink? It's like, what's your, what's your favorite flavor? And I guarantee there's a beer out there for you. <laughs> the, one that, the one that killed me was, I think it was either right before COVID or right in the middle of COVID. There was a brewery, I think it was in the Midwest somewhere. It might have been Texas now that I'm thinking about it. They had a buffalo wing sauce <laughs> sour. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, God is dead. <laughs> I, yeah. But you know what? I would drink it at least once. <laughs> right, well, that's the thing. You know, people are going to go, well, how far? Okay, well, now my curiosity is perked. You know? yep. um, and, and they're willing to try it. And again, there's, there's some fun novelty to that. But I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'd have the cojones to like Crack open a beer knowing that it was buffalo wing oh, sauce I flavored. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I would buy one can. Right. I would buy one can. I'm not <laughs> buying a four pack of that. No way. Because no. I guarantee that four pack would probably be 24 hours. Unless they have the magic of blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Just see a big old yeah. Hidden Valley bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I would try just. I'm, but. I never thought I would try anything with like habanero or like pepper. See, yeah, 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 yeah. You Irish? Yes. Me too. We just don't do that. We want no, crazy palate stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Tradi- tradition? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Everything's boiled. Yes, everything. Boiled. Chicken, boiled. boiled. Yes. That's right. Tong it out of the... That's all that's left. Yep. What's flavor? <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. When Chicken it comes water. To, like, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to freaking spicy beers, I, I'm very selective. I, you know, like we were just saying before we started rolling, is the uh, Stone used to do like the Chipotle, the, the chili pepper, and their yeah. water. I thought that was very restrained and that was a palatable, you know, version can, of that. I, I, just enough. Just a hint of it. Yeah. If I see habanero, You're yeah, buying I'm buying it. Nice. I'm buying it. Just, just to. Just for the simple, I want to try it. Did you ever go down the route? Uh, Stone had the um, Crime and Punishment series. No. It was one was like a ghost pepper, one was like a Carolina Reaper. Ooh. And it was just like, and back at the time, a few buddies of mine were like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we drank one, and yeah. it was just so hot. It was just not even enjoyable at that time. Like, we're going to sell her the other one. Yeah, yeah, sell her. <laughs> That must have been when it might still be in the yeah. (laughs) That must have been when everyone was going for the ghost pepper. I remember uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I specifically went to Buffalo Wild Wings because they had like this um, ghost pepper mixed drink with the ghost pepper broccoli. And yes, I got both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I finished it and I drank. Oh yeah, it was spicy and I loved every second. I just don't want to sweat while I'm eating. No, you know, no, it's not a job. It's (laughs) it's a necessity. The interesting part is like when you start drinking or you start eating, and then all of a sudden you feel. Yeah. (laughs) You know what's funny is it's uh, I'm very plain when it comes to that kind of stuff. I like a lot of flavor. I love flavorful food. But like so, my brother can handle heat like nothing. He'll yeah. he'll go on the he'll he's the guy who goes to the, the wings and he goes, I'll have the hottest flavor you have, kind of thing, and that's what he wants. The, the furthest I've gone down is the uh, 
mango habanera and buffalo wild wings that's literally the third lowest to the bottom is the and that right there was like my that was my Your like threshold yeah it was like yeah. it's enjoyable it's Ooh. spicy yeah i'm sweating but i can still oh. i can still eat it <laughs> so you can literally feel you like oh just that feeling of when your face is just getting so warm yeah like, what's happening right now <laughs> your, your sinuses are just like <laughs> the exit oh, is never fun but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the entry i enjoy the exit Mm-mm. can live without <laughs> yeah you've never wanted the water to splash yeah. so much <laughs> oh that's so true that's true you know you do it because it's fun but then you, you know maybe if it's hotter you drink more beers and that's the uh, yeah. that's the whole point of it i don't know <laughs> Again, I think there's a point where you just kind of draw the line. Where you go, yeah. Even that, it's just... It's to me, the wing <laughs> sauce would have been sour. No, yeah. we're done. Well, it's just an odd combo. Kettle yeah. sour and, and buffalo sauce. Yeah. You know, you know I, don't know, I don't know what I envisioned that beer based. Yeah, you know. Kettle sour, wasn't it? No. <laughs> you know? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just thinking I'm about uncomfortable. <laughs> Spicy sours, it's usually habanero. And then that's I don't know. You know when they do it like with pineapple, you're like, okay, that works. I can can get with that. Yeah. But when it's just like straight, how hot can we go? So I'm saying right now the um, the tox chips and dips with the extra habanero pineapple. uh, Oh my god, it was it was so good. It tastes like chips and dip, but the fucking habanero is like. (laughs) 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 It was funny too because we're when we're um, at the Rising Pints and. Guys from Tox were like, "What a good time!" <clears throat> oh yeah. Let yeah. me know when you get the chip. He said, "You're not going to taste it, but just let me know when you get." It. Like, okay. So I, you know, we had this had this beer, burnt the hell out of my mouth. Um, so like a half hour later, I'm walking around. I was like, "Chip." <laughs> <laughs> and we went back. And I'm like, "I burnt and I got the chip." He's like, "That's where." <laughs> Like how do you how do you put that into a beer like that? I only want it to be on the burp. <laughs> Toxicologist crazy man. Yeah, yes. yeah, for real. Outstanding. Oh, that's oh, funny. Yeah. I can still I still feel it. You still get the sweats just thinking about yeah. it, don't you? Oh. There's a, there's, you know, I, I enjoy the novelty of these beers. There's um a brewery up in West Springfield, Mass, and they do some interesting like flavored beers. They did uh they have a series called The Keepers of the Cake. Mm. Um, and it's, I think it's like use like blonde stouts and stuff like that. Yeah. They did a red velvet one that Ooh. was actually, I, you know, as much as it's not something in my vein, yeah. I got to give them credit. Credit that for was, it. That was just a very, it was a very good beer. It's a two weeks notice if you haven't been. Oh, yeah. I okay. I highly recommend giving them a shot. I've seen Kevin there. Oh, yeah. Mayo. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Kevin, yep. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, so they do some really cool stuff. They actually just did a collaboration with uh, Back East. Oh, um, oh two weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Neapolitan yep. ice cream beer of some we, sort. You know what's funny? We did not. We I didn't get my call. We didn't, we didn't get it. It, yeah. it. You know, that's one of those things where it's like, hey, Tony, why the fuck you ain't call me? <laughs> you have my number. You have my number. You have, you've been to my house. <laughs> Neapolitan? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's like, they probably still have some. I bet you that. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised sure. they have some. You know, if, I can't if I have asked. it, but that's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah. Womp womp. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll just keep running that. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Can't yeah. have it for now. I'll never stay forever. <laughs> you know? oh, oh. No, so, a- have there been um, any 
any beers with the coffee in it? So the one on draft right now, um, it's called First Crack. Okay. That's an 10.3% Imperial Stout. Um, we used six gallons. I'm not going to even try to pronounce the name because I will butcher it. Um, six gallons of concentrated cold brew okay. um, mm-hmm. in that. And then we dry hopped it on, on coffee beans as well. Ooh. Um, so the term first crack is kind of cool. So I guess, uh, again, I might bastardize this as well. When you're, when you're roasting beans, like you're looking for that, they call it the first crack, when the bean is like essentially gone from a green coffee bean to like viable. Yep. You've hit the first level of roasting yeah. um, as the first crack. Mm-hmm. And there's other se- se- sequential cracks as well that mm-hmm. you know, after a certain time in the roast, it develops certain characters and all that stuff. So like the first crack is kind of like the, the hopeful sign kind of thing, like the, the first first line that yeah. you're getting there. Okay. Um, so we thought it was a pretty appropriate name to kind of, it was our first stout out of the space, first beer with the coffee in it, um, first couple of firsts that were yeah. happening there, kind of getting getting involved with all that. So yeah, so that's the only one currently, um, but there's a couple plans for a few others. We're looking at doing like a, um, kind of like an iced coffee, like a cream ale kind of, kind of situation with some, with some, with some coffee in yep. it. Um, the thing is with uh, Cody's coffees is that they're, uh, on the lighter side a lot of the time and that's like the, the contemporary direction mm-hmm. coffee's moving yeah. in. So the coffees are like really, really fruit forward, um, which is something I'm not used to. I grew up in the French roast, you know, dark yeah, roast, dark right, right, really right, intense right. as it could be yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it took me a while to really like have a palate for the, for these kinds of coffees. And Actually, the, yeah, well, I think when the first time we were here uh, and we got the coffee, it was like on the lighter side, slightly bitter, um, Super acidic almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and it definitely and, had more like like floral, fruity. Yeah, than, exactly. Say, like molasses and chocolate, and, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, roasty feel. So he has this one <clears throat> my favorite blend so far. It's called the Ethiopian Yorkshire Chef. Is like it's not a blend. It's a single origin. Um, he would correct me so hard for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a um, it's this this coffee that he when he roasts it, it has like a ton of like blueberry notes to it. And I really, really, and like, I think it's like mere lemon, blueberry, and I think lavender. Don't quote me on the lavender, but it's, I, I definitely get a lot of the blueberry yeah. when I drink the coffee. Um, so I'd like to use that in a, in a beer at some point. And then we have one called the Center Blend, which is like a really, really light roast coffee, which is like bright, citrusy, really lemon forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to use that in a non-conventional way. You know, put it in a beer that normally wouldn't get a coffee dosing, IPA. Yeah. something, some IPA. sort of. That yeah, sounds like an easy beer in or you know, even a wheat beer or something like we've been yeah. talking about doing something like that. You know, do a little like some sort of maybe like playing with like the clovey aspects of like a wheat beer. Mm-hmm. You know, something I don't know. I don't know. It's, got, it's, it's up in the ether of of our of ideas just yeah. milling around. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, so. it definitely needs to be in something that you would not not a stout. Definitely not a stout. Something different. Yeah, something something different. different. Yeah, yeah. I want to see how much of that like brightness and fruit forward translates in a different direction you know yeah. how much it shows up in a different style of beer so i have no idea how we're going to do that exactly yet but we're going to be playing around with all those types of things so first crack is actually going to be a, a line of series it'll be first crack number one it'll be first crack number two etc mm-hmm. um i don't know if they'll all be stouts that at this point maybe the, maybe all the first cracks will be stouts on this second cracks maybe could be a different series and yep. something yeah. a little different a little more uh, engaging as far as styles go i would mm-hmm. love to do some Something funky like with a kettle sour and Ooh, and and, yeah. and wing sauce and coffee, just something like that, and just kind of play around and, and, and just 
really just kind of learning yeah, more about it. I, I didn't know much about coffee. I don't know much about coffee, you know, going into this. So it's kind mm-hmm. of fun to learn the compounds and all that kind of thing and where it can be. Yeah, I mean, I, I always <clears throat> thought it was, you know, you open the top, take it out, and you make a coffee. You right. know, I mean, that's right. where did coffee come from? That's, like aisle three. Like, <laughs> that's how it happens. <laughs> you know what's funny is actually one of the guys who works here, one of our bartenders, he, um, he would drink like, craft beer and he was like he, he was most like a Bud Light drinker kind of yeah. thing. but he would drink stuff you wouldn't try something like yeah I'll mm-hmm. try it whatever um, he's a long time friend of mine and uh, since he's come on board and started working here you can tell he's like he's like both feet in the water like trying to find yeah, yeah. trying everything um, he loves the Colts right now um, he's just play- <laughs> it's just pressure yeah. so he's trying to play around and find some stuff and you know one of the one of the comments that he made when he first came in, you know, we'd be brewing back there mm-hmm. and hanging out. He would come hang out with us. He goes, I just never thought of where the beer came, came from. from. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, it just shows up in the store. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> like you said, aisle three. Right. Right. <laughs> aisle six. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's kind of, so for him, it's, it's been cool to watch that kind of journey happen before your eyes too. So I, I think I'm on, I'm where he is just on the coffee on side. On the coffee right. side, right. yeah. Um, I remember when, when Cody told me, well, you're going to get blueberry notes and all this stuff without adding anything. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> coffee. Exactly. And, and then when you, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, so that's pretty, pretty much exa- exactly that experience, you know. So I think I might have even said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was just really interesting to kind of come in, to come it, out from that. It's angle. very eye-opening to just, yeah. you know, see, you know, you visit a place or, um, like to me, I I I'll, I reference I reference it in my head about like going to Sturbridge, mm-hmm. Sturbridge Village, mm-hmm. and you're walking around and you're just like, like this is this is how people lived, right? Like, yeah. And then you see them. Well, we need a new light. Well, okay. So now we're go- we're going to make the light. Like, no, man, no, you just you, you just get yeah. the <laughs> Target, yeah. <laughs> right. Go down, and you buy one, and just like to see that, and then see how beer is made. See, you know, hopefully soon, you know how you know coffee. Um, you know, it, it's picked, and then you know, uh, like that weird one that uh, Kiki something where the oh, like the, the, the kitty cat one, yeah, the, the, the enzymes, yeah, yeah. from yeah. The, the, the cat little, shit, yeah, it shakes out the, 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 like, <laughs> the Kiki Luau or something like yeah. that, yeah, I've never like, had it, but I'm no. curious enough to try it, you know, Mike would try it once, <laughs> yeah, we'll try it again. Yeah, once. Should we tell you where it came from? <laughs> yeah. or, uh, First, while I'm drinking, <laughs> it came from a, a meerkat's ass. <laughs> hey, whatever. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I do think the coffee is kind of um, where the beer was. Like, if you look at like where beer is now, back in the early 2000s, you know, we had a little resurgence in the 80, 80s and 90s. Yeah. Then about 95, 97, there was a big dip in it again. There was a lot yeah. of breweries that opened and they closed down. And then in the early 2000s, that's when it that's blew. When, yeah, <laughs> it started to really, really increase yeah. the way it's going now. And I think coffee may have had something similar to that. And I think there, where we were in the 2000s, I think if you look at where coffee was, let's say 2005, you couldn't go into a town without a little boutique, little yeah, coffee right, shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee, <clears throat> all of those yeah, places. Yeah. 
and it was almost premature. You know, there wasn't mm-hmm. people who had an invested interest there. Right. You know, it's one of those things you almost, you know, you can be too early to the game kind, kind of yeah, thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's where, where coffee is finally where the craft beer side was right before the takeoff. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we're revisiting this conversation in 10 years and going, oh, remember when coffee was just yeah. taking off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, I don't I don't. You're know. brewing one barrel in the coffee house. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Yeah. We're going to add some beer to our coffee. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> totally reversed. Well, it's, it's just interesting. I think I think there will be that kind of level of resurgence. I don't, yeah. I don't know where, how, but or what the timeline is. But I think we're there. Yeah, you know? I, I think you're. I think you're on to something there because it definitely. I mean, like, right when Starbucks took off, everyone kind of like popped off. Right. And then like Starbucks just like kept going, but all the little mom and pop shops shops started to dwindle away right. and now everything is becoming and I think craft beer has kind of pushed that to where oh wow beer everyone thinks beer is mainstream but you have all these little places right. that are able to develop and everyone in their head thinks oh no beer is this big manufacturing right. you know thing you know just and you, you think everyone's a Budweiser right. and then all of a sudden it's like no you have all these local breweries and now all these local coffee shops that are internally brewing their you know their own coffee is starting to pop up it's almost like it's uh going hand in hand it seems to yeah beers beers blown up and in all honesty you got a lot of breweries that are kind of like going into the coffee right also no, it's which kind of helps with that. It's such a it's such a good idea. Yeah, it, it just just makes sense. Yeah, it just yeah. really really makes sense when you think about it. Because uh-huh. it can be that tandem that you need to. Because you can't have a brewery open twenty four seven. Right. You know, but to have the coffee shop in there, and I mean, it's 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 funny how it's like it's different, but it's not that much different well it opens it up so that the space is functional at all times of the day really that's what mm-hmm. it's really more than anything else that's what it's about i mean how how sad would it be if we had this cool space and it was open three or four nights a week yeah yeah for a few hours yeah, a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why not purpose it so that it's functioning we get mm-hmm. we get a decent amount of people we, we have free wi-fi here 5g wi-fi Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So, um, <laughs> So we do get a fair amount of people who come in and mm-hmm. they want to come in and get some work done. So they'll yeah. come in and you know, they'll order a coffee or two while they're here and they'll sit here for three, four, five mm-hmm. hours. And especially, again, coming back to the, the, the COVID thing is that, is that people just wanted to get out of their house. Yes. You know, if they can come and sit in the coffee shop for mm-hmm. two or three hours and still have internet to get things done. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people are working from home now. You know, I think that part of it. Um, it just makes this place a little more fun. Yeah, get yeah. rid of that cabin feeler. Yep, fever feeling. Exactly, just to get out and kind of stretch your legs a little yeah. bit, um, and just have some some real human interaction. We don't you know, always talk about how people we're, we're social creatures. Right. Oh, we so are. It's necessary. It, so. It's funny how like COVID made you realize no matter how much you think you hate people, right? You need people. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I didn't, I love live music, but I wouldn't say that I went to a ton of concerts. You know, if I went to like three or four a year, that was like a pretty standard year kind of yeah. thing. Until you had to do a year or two without them. Without it, well, yeah. Man, I am just itching to go anywhere yeah. Yeah. to see live yeah. music, yep. you know. So I, th- I think ultimately this space serves that purpose, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, we're making a little cozier, a little homey. We're putting couches here, some couches there. Um, we want you to come and hang out and spend a day, you know. And that, I think that's partly why the breweries are kind of getting in that direction. Yeah. The space they have. And as much as it's about the product and the beer, it's also just about the community, the space, and just kind of getting everybody together for that. It's why, it's why we call it the Kolsch. We named the Kolsch Gathering. You know, the whole, the whole concept is like, this is the model that we want. We want people to be able to be... We want to, I, I always like, like the concept of like knowing people when they come in the door. I, you know, Big Mike comes in. I want to know exactly the kind of beer <laughs> right, right. you should drink. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, we, we, see, we see Tom M. If you guys are familiar with Tom yep. M. Oh, yeah. Um, he works close by, so we get to see him on the podcast. Oh, he's uh, Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah he does work. Yeah, so, um, so we, get to, we get to see him on a you know, semi-regular basis because yeah. he stops in during the day for the coffee side. Yeah. You know, where usually if he's doing something beer-related, it's, he's out and about, you know, mm-hmm. so we don't get to see him on that side. So it's nice to see, you know, we've crossed the communities kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's, and that's kind of a cool thing. Tom M. going to my brewery to have a coffee. Let's right. <laughs> right. It's always coffee season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that, that that's just kind of a cool thing to just observe, you know, you yeah. see that. Um, and and just it's just a fulfilling feeling to come in here at 10 a.m. and seeing the place full, as much as it is coming in at 7 o'clock at night and seeing yeah. the place full, yeah. you know. So it really we want to focus on that side of it and really make it a communal space that people hang out. They know, they recognize Mo, my husky, when she's hanging out. They know her as soon as they come in the door. Yeah. People come here exclusively to see the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, um, so I think all of that kind of carries over is, is what we're trying to do. We really, you know, want to build as, as corny and cheesy as it sounds. You want to have that community. You want to have that feeling that you know the people coming through the door. You want to, they, they know you. You know them. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I, I used to work in, in the bar industry when I was younger. I have lifelong friends that I met on the opposite side of the bar. I was their bartender, mm-hmm. and I've been to their weddings. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, and it's it's, it's just it really a, is a. a place where you meet people I mean we can always do the you know norm you know that like from yeah. cheers but it's like that yeah. was really no, telling you that, something yeah like, that's yeah. a thing yep. yeah people yeah. people need that interaction they do um, yeah. and when, I think there's a whole feeling when it's genuine versus when it's rehearsed right yeah you, know, you know when it's rehearsed yes. you know when you get in the Oh, welcome in. You know, the, yeah, the, the, the yeah. almost like chimey doorbell. <laughs> yeah. Welcome into our space. Yeah. You know, they um, all have the thing. Have you been here before? Yes. Well, welcome back. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, no. Right. It's a little more. Genetic. Yo, yeah. what are you doing? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? hey stupid. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, where I think people just can can generally get a feeling for that, and they can tell. Um, and that's more our speed is, is to make it a real genuine spot. We, you know, we, we have a, we're just, again, we've only been open a little while, but we already have a good customer base that we, we're getting to know and we know what they want. We, you know, there's this guy, Justin, he comes in and he likes it when it's quiet. So we only see him on quiet nights, but yeah, we know exactly what beers he's going to order when he comes yeah. in the door, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of that. And I, and I, and I personally think that's the, the, more, the more rewarding side of it. Oh yeah, that's I think yeah. makes your days go. Yeah, yeah. As much as you know, we're a business and we want to be successful on the financial side of it. I think he and I were both my business partner Cody. We were just looking for something that creates that genuine sense of community. You know. Yeah, um, that interaction. We, we talk about it. We write hashtags on Facebook about it and all that yeah. kind of thing. But I think that you know, it's in your actions. It's, it's how it's how you work on the day to day side that people really can tell. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing, what you're trying to be a part of. You know. So overall, I think that people get that vibe, or hopefully they get that vibe from us. 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So here we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what time is the coffee open? 7 a.m. And we're here pretty early. So if you let us know, you're coming. <laughs> I, might be able to, I might be able to be, like, swing by on my lunch times. Because you, you have to be to work at like 5. 5. Yeah. PM or AM? AM. Yeah. It's a rough one. I'm, yeah, I'm, overtime I'm, is always fun when, like, okay, what am I doing? Four to three? Like, <laughs> fantastic. I don't, I don't miss those days. See, I'm, a, I'm an early riser as it is. I yep. could be out drinking with you till one in the morning and have a great time. Mm-hmm. And I'm still up at 4.30 every day like that. I could still have a buzz going and be up at 4.30. It's just my biological clock says 4.30 is your time to wake up. You know, go. it's funny. I'm 5.30. I'm up every day. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. I won't say that yeah. I never fall back asleep. I, I right, right. Yeah. Alive, but I'm always up at 4.30. Let the dogs out. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? And you know what? That's the funny thing because I'm up at 5.30 no matter what. And then now that I have a dog, it's like, the worst part is the dog learns it, and then next, oh. thing, next thing you know, five twenty-eight, oh, they're like, "Yeah, no. <laughs> their clock is so yeah. much better." Mm-hmm. My dog at five thirty is literally like sitting at the end of the bed, like, "It's time, bro. <laughs> what are, we, what are we, we doing this? <laughs> Come on!" <laughs> it's like you either get up or I piss right here. <laughs> oh, it's winter time. Don't forget your slippers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those two. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she is a good dog. She's just yeah. No, she's a she's a Siberian Husky who I think is just uh, broken. <laughs> she uh, she's the laziest dog that I've ever had. Um, for the most part, she's a big old lump. We hike quite a bit, but aside from that, she's lounging around the brewery and she just hangs out. She's got a uh, sectional couch back there that she's claimed as her own. Yeah, so That's probably where she is. Right I'm, now. I think she's out here on one of the chairs. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, no, she could care less what's going on. So she, uh, so her name is Mosaic, Mo, my favorite hot variety. And uh, she comes to work every day. And uh, that's her existence. She, <laughs> she sees people and she just yep. kind of hangs out. <laughs> you know? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm very fortunate that I can, can do that. You know, oh, yeah. Has that oh, yeah. Bring their dogs to work. Uh, and the fact that she is so low-key generally doesn't present too yeah. many problems. Right. You know? um, she's the only husky I've ever had or... I had one other dog that I could have off-leash, but she's off-leash 100% of the time. I'll take her out here on the busy roads mm-hmm. to use the bathroom and stick her up on Yeah, that's you know? good. So, But again, she spent her whole life up to this point in breweries or in brewing environments. Right. And kind of thing. So I think she, this is just another home, day home at the number office. number two. Yeah, yeah. And she's another day at the office kind of. So. But we're, we're playing around with doing some, some other uh, interpretations of, if you haven't had it, I said our, our flagship beer is Mow and Low. Yeah. Um, my business partner has a, a terrier mix named Logan. Um, oh, all right. So, yeah. So I have Mo, and uh, so the hot varieties in uh, Mo and Low or Mosaic and Amarillo. So oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's currently, it's funny, it's currently everyone's favorite. We swear to God, it's just because there's dogs in the can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm sure it tastes good, too. Yeah. But I mean, the dog, yeah. yeah. The can just sells the, it. Uh, oh, yeah. the dogs are good. <laughs> So that, that is a big part of it. So, but we're always we're always happy to have them. They 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 came down, you know, through all the construction that was going on here. They've come down and be a part of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds silly, but having the, when you're here for the stuff that we were going through, working on the building, yeah, just nice to have the dogs here with you, kind of like oh yeah, you know, yeah. a little stress reliever. They know when you're upset. They know yeah, yeah. what you're about. So it was it was really good. You know, it was just so we thought the first beer that we can should be a little homage to to those guys. You know, and. Uh, kind of thank them in their own sort of way for, for being a part of it too. So, 
know. But it allows us to, uh, to to play around with that with that. So we'll probably do some variations with the dogs. You know, um, some of our staff has a few different dogs as well. So dogs sell. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely do like a dog yeah. themed night. We actually have a uh, event coming up in January. I don't know the date, um, but it's online. There's gonna be like a uh, dog adoption day here. Oh, okay, have, that's have, cool. Have, have, have the dogs yeah, yeah, yeah. on site. So. Guilt, pe- guilt people into taking right. the Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so my Lower their inhibitions. Uh, <laughs> right? Buy a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, what do you mean you spent? <laughs> but look. You know. $1,200 at Weeha? Like, <laughs> what is that? Well, there's a dog. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. So I, I've been to a few of them and they've seen like really good events. So we wanted to yeah. do that here and do something like that. So we're trying to do stuff like that once a month, do some sort of community event, you know, that, that we're basing it off of. We have a line of beers that we're going to be coming down the line. We have a beer called Frontliner. Frontline, Frontliner, we're still kind of working around with the name. And the idea with that beer is that it's going to be focused on some sort of whether frontline workers, healthcare, yeah. fire department, police, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we're going to kind of come into it and look at what we don't want to do is just do like a broad stroke donation. So what we're going to do is brew a beer yep. and proceeds from that beer will go to a specific thing that they need. Um, let's say okay. let's say yeah. AMR needs stethoscopes. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. We're going to try to buy five stethoscopes with yep. like what we made off of the sales of the beer kind of thing. So, so we want it to be like focused on like an actual functioning purpose you know that's um, really good so that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be rolling down sometime in the, in the near future probably after the new year at this point but somewhere down the pipeline so we, we like we want, we want to be like like i said kind of going back to it, we want to be part of the community is as, as the next guy kind of thing yeah you know? and we want to be able to truly be able to do something for that and kind of give back in that way we're doing a uh, christmas tree lighting on sunday here and we're doing a uh, if you bring an unwrapped toy you get a free pour so oh, either okay. yeah, that's co- cool. drip, drip coffee or, yeah. or just kind of like, you know, we're going into the holiday season yep. and we'll do something proactive with all, all of that kind of thing too. So we're getting there. We're, we're kind of, we're, we're still trying to find our own way and, and see yeah. what, mm-hmm. what we can do to bring to the community too. So that's ultimately a big, a big part of what we're really trying to focus on is really like getting, setting down some roots and kind of getting to know our neighbors and kind of seeing what, what everybody's looking for, what they need and yeah. kind of make sure that we're, we're, we're filling whatever part of that void we can. So getting there slowly but surely. So that's awesome. Yeah, not too shabby. Empty glass. I'm mad. I, I finished that before I got to intro this beer. I, um, I could top one off for you. You're welcome to intro that beer, <laughs> unless you prefer a different one. I would like to get a different one because mm-hmm. that one was fucking amazing. But I do want to talk about this beer. Sure. So I've already drank it. <laughs> um, this is a new beer that's coming out. Brand spanking. Yep. Uh, the name of it was. It is called You're an Enigma. Um, it's a little uh, little play on words for. Uh, there's 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 someone that's involved with the brewery that that really like loved Nelson Savion Hops. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very interesting character to uh, to encounter. So she's a bit of a, a bit of a mystery to okay. everybody gets to know her. So we're kind of, we we did this beer kind of as a as a homage to her and just kind of see and what she uh, what she thinks of it. Yeah. Um, so this is a uh, single hop Nelson, which is um, fucking amazing. <laughs> it's a it's a big boy. It's a double yeah. IPA. It's about nine percent. Um, the beer is unique because um, it really I really wanted to flex a, a little bit here on 
yeast strains. Yep. You know, as cool as, as, as hops are and everything is, I really wanted to play around with, with the yeast side of it. So there's um, a couple different yeast strains that we've kind of deconstructed and taken what we wanted from each one mm -hmm. um, and, and brought this beer together. We ferment at a various range of temperatures, um, starting with an inc incredibly high temperature range. Um, we ferment this beer around 85 degrees, um, which is pretty high on on the uh, on the ale side of the fermentation. Yeah. Um, there, there's different yeast strains now that will push 90, 95, but um, generally speaking, you're under the 74, 75 yeah. range for the high side of, of fermentation. Um, so it's, it's a really unique beer because it's... Um, it almost has like a dry feeling to it when you drink it. It's almost like bone dry up front, but then it, there's like a creaminess to it that kind of coats your palate, a little residual sweetness. Yeah. Um, what's really cool about it is the way the yeast plays with, with the Nelson. You get a, a, a various, all sorts of different layers that are, that are showing up with the Nelson. Um, obviously all of the cliche things that go with Nelson. We got the white wine grape in there. We got some gooseberry, tropical fruit, you know, all that kind of thing. But there's a real dankness, you know, I don't know how much bud you smoke these days, but <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's definitely an aromatic quality no. to, uh, to, to that as well. See, so. it is, the, the aroma of it is like very dank, like you get a, like, a lot of overripe fruit smell yep. to it, yep. and the flavor of it is like, I've never had a beer with Nelson that tastes like this. Yeah. I, 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 can honestly, yeah. I can honestly say that I've never, used, you know, the, the Nelson usually Flavor-wise, it's a little bit on a hoppier end. Right. This one, one, I did not know it was nine. You can't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it is very smooth, and this is definitely a what we would consider uh, a Slytherin beer because it will sneak <laughs> up on you and it will stab you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you got the couch back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't have that nine feel. It doesn't have a high horsepower feel. Mm -hmm. So it, and the the flavor profile, it's just so smooth. It's cool. It. It's cool about it. One thing I really really liked how how it turned out is um, uh, as far as the malt characters are, it's almost like a crackery malt up front that you don't like notice right away. But you're like, what is that? What is yeah. that? Oh, there's something yeah. there. I'm missing something. I'm, I know what that flavor is. I just can't figure it out. And it's like this almost like crackery, yeah, biscuity yeah, kind of character. It's interesting to it. Then you got all these over like overripe fruit, all that overwhelming mm. fruit. Yeah. You know, it's just a really, really cool beer. There's a little bit of a labor of love. There was a lot of a lot of details, a lot of research that went into doing this beer. So we're, I'm I'm yeah, beyond can. thrilled with how it came out. You can yeah. tell this yeah. beer is phenomenal. Personally, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say it, I think it's currently my favorite IPA that we've done in-house. Um, it's also the largest grain bill <laughs> in-house, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're brewing this beer and we're mashing in and we're like, are we going to make it? Are we, we going to make it? Are we going to So it just about made it. Um, it, it it's like, ooh, go back in. Go back in. You know, don't. Yeah. You're not too far. Keep my mash paddle up there just in case. Um, so you know, it's 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 a really interesting beer. It's um, it's got, it's got a little bit. Of, it's got a lot of flaked oats in it, which is um, can sometimes be a little tricky to work with on the on the mash side of the world. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was a very it was a pretty brutal beer to brew just overall. Um, a lot of work. There's a there's part of the process. Um, we, we just transfer from the mash tun into the boil kettle yeah. and um, that process 
when you have all these heavy adjuncts, a lot of wheat, a lot of flaked oats, anything that in that vein mm-hmm. um, can kind of create what's called a stuck mash. Um, yeah. yeah. That transfer becomes a brutal, brutal process. Um, so it was just one of those things we kind of had to take our time, really, really play around with it, and, and, do and it was a double, double mash bill, right? I mean, like we you did, did it twice. twice. Yeah, yeah. We did it twice. Yeah. Same day. No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I do not have the fortitude to uh, <laughs> to, uh, yep. to do that in the same day. Normally, so normally we can do a beer on this system, which. It, Hollerock to Alvarium for uh, they're the ones who told us this system is their old system. Oh, okay. It's okay. A, uh, what's called a steam system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm used to brewing on direct fire. So essentially the difference is direct fire is kind of like you would have it, your grill at home. It's got burners underneath. Yep. And it's from the bottom up. These are steam jet, steam jacketed, so it's like coiled around the whole. The oh, whole, okay, uh, okay, yeah. Here. Or the, the, the equipment itself is yeah. just coiled. So um, very efficient. We can pretty much brew in about six hours a single batch. Where on a direct fire, you'd be lucky to do 10 or 12 hours mm. kind of thing. Okay. Um, so we can double batch. Uh, I definitely just wouldn't recommend doing that because this one still, <laughs> this one still took about seven, eight hours when oh, it normally wow. would take about yeah. six. So um, it was fun. It was overall, a really fun beer to make. I'm sure we'll do it again. Um, but it was a it was a labor of love <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Not the easiest one we've we've made so far. So. Um, I think the oat percentage is somewhere about 30 to 35% of the grain oh, bill, wow. which is yeah. really, really high. But it helps with the creaminess. Yeah, definitely. Def- 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 I mean, I mean that look, there's there's no light getting through that. No, 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 not at all. So again, really happy how the beer comes out. We got a few, few, few interesting ones that come down the pipeline. I think I'll kind of do something similar with this. Mm-hmm. This kind of deconstructed, playing with a bunch of different yeast strains and kind of doing something like that. We'll, we'll be doing more of that in the future for sure. Now it's just a how far we can push it with something else, you know. So we'll see. I like how that each different yeast, uh, just from the, the small taste that I had, took different parts of the, the Nelson out. Yeah. And just, you know, made it its own thing instead yeah. of just the blended, you know, um, blended mouth or the blended flavor of Nelson Seven. It's, you like took each one out and now you have it's kind of these layered. three, yeah, yeah, three layers of it's one of those things that you, I know a lot of people I don't know why Nelson seems to be one of those hops people either really love it or they hate it yeah very yeah. true like yeah. Sabro yeah right right so you know it's one of those things you encourage but like give this one a go this isn't your standard yeah you know, I'm, I'm yeah like, no this one is like I said I've never had a beer with Nelson taste like this I appreciate ever. it that's pretty cool this, this is fucking <laughs> amazing it's very it's a yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. <laughs> we'll <take> it. <laughs> you know? I mean we we, we've had we've had quite a few beers with yes <laughs> yeah. thanks guys that's, it, that's really it, something that's that's amazing what you did right there that, thank you 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 can tell that is a labor of love yeah, yeah. this was made with yeah. some love yeah so we're getting there we're figuring it all out um, I'm happy to pour you another uh, beer of your choice there if you, we have yeah, a, I think I'll go with the ESP alright so yeah talk I, about that one now that I drove half the glass let's talk about this ESP first the name of it so, uh, so Crumpet Worthy, that was a, it was a fun thing. So we brewed this beer for um, the Noah Webster House here in West Hartford. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a real ale festival, and this year they did it, they did it in November. So um, we were invited to do that. I think you know, we're a new West Hartford business. It's kind yep. of a cool thing. There was a bunch of breweries who did it, um, and this was done as a collaboration with Lupoletto up in Windsor Locks. And we were like, you know what? Hey, you guys want to come be a part of this? It'd be fun. You know, so mm-hmm. we came down and we, uh, we brewed, brewed this ESB and, you know, for the life of us, we couldn't come up with like a name that everyone loved. 
Mm. Like it was like it was like it's a hard style to name, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know. So so um, James, the brewer, one of the owners for Lupuleto, he made like uh, a rounded vote session. So it was like five <laughs> yeah. names, and then you had like round one, would pick your favorite. Round two, pick your second favorite. Round three, yeah. And the one that won was like crumpet worthy. Yeah. Crumpet, crumpet worthy. worthy. Okay. Crumpet worthy won the. Uh, Tea very, and crumpets. Very British. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> so uh, the beer drink's really nice. It's uh, you know a little toffee forward. Yeah. Um, get a lot of those ESP characters that you know everyone is familiar with. It finishes on the little drier side, which is pretty yeah. Which is it, yeah, it does. Yeah. Like it's a shock, but it's not unpleasant. Right. It, right. You know, it's it, it's different. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't finish like most ESPs. Uh, it does have that flavor profile up front. And then at the end, it you know it almost finished like a mosaic at the end. And that bone drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what was interesting about this beer is, and we didn't, and thankfully um, my assistant recognized it before we did anything, is um, we used a hop variety called uh, East Kent Golding, which mm-hmm. is like a traditional English Traditional, yeah. Yep. Um, generally pretty low on what's called the alpha acid scale. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially the amount of bitterness that would contribute to the beer. It's, I think it was usually around like four and a half or so. Okay. And we got these East Kent going, we look at it and they were like seven. <laughs> so we're like, oh, well that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could, that, so we, we cut the dosage back quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so that might be part of it. It was a little more um, bitterness than, than we initially intended. Um, but overall, no, I think it's a very, very nice approachable beer, lower. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, uh, we jokingly say that it's English approved. So <laughs> we, 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 were at, we were at the Cask Festival and we had two or three guys from England who happened mm-hmm. to be there. Um, and that was one of their favorite beers of the night. And then James also has their version up at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have uh, a gentleman who was British in there who, who came in and he's ordered successive amounts of it. Oh, you know? So we yeah. were like, okay. If, if we got if we got them drinking, yeah, give us yeah, the thumbs yeah, up. you can stamp that British yeah. approval. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if you brew like a, a traditional Irish, you know, like a like a dry stout, something like that, and an Irish person, right, that tastes like yeah. this or something. Oh my, this yeah. is something you know that I would drink in my hometown. Or, right, you know, it's kind of like some rewarding yeah. feeling, kind of get that a little bit. So, which don't don't count us out. That might be a thing. St. Patrick's Day is coming. Oh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, well, just do the thing again so you can get that drying. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. No, it's fun. it's a fun, it's a fun beer. You know, we're really really happy yeah, to do this it. This is really good. You know, that's it. We're happy to do contemporary styles, all all the milkshakes yeah. and the sours, all that kind of thing. Um, we know that's what people want to drink, but we also still want to make the beers that we want to drink. Exactly. Uh, you know. it, it's funny we have that conversation all the time. The difference between what the masses like and what brewers actually like actually when we do a lot of beers uh beer reviews with you know certain beers like this is the kind of beer brewers would like yeah like, this is a brewer's yeah, beer this yeah. is a brewer's beer like you have this beer and other brewers be like yo that was a good beer right there <laughs> like mentally deconstructing yeah. the beer and how they did it right and then you have the beers that they do to pay the bills yeah and exactly like that yeah these ones that the brewers like don't take off like no. the ones that pay the bills, no. but these ones, your buddies respect, right? You know, and you drink it and you like it, and it's exactly it's right. like you know being in a band. You, the only way to succeed, I think, in a like a band or um, is play the music that you want to play. Right. If you play for the masses, you're never gonna play. You're never you're never gonna be fulfilled, and it's yeah, it comes out as false. So right. if you brew 
beers you like to brew, like taste, and then I think you know the business will stay open. Right, and even even the beers that you know I necessarily. The biggest thing you learn, especially on the on the brewing and construction side of all this, is that you have to learn to have a palate for beer styles that you don't necessarily like. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't love Belgian doubles and quads. I know that's a strange one, but mm, they're, not yeah, my, they're, yeah. not my, they're not my favorite yeah. styles of beer. I, I enjoy them, I but like if those. but if I had to pick, a double would be like low on my list of. Yeah. Beer. But that doesn't mean I didn't go through dozens of them and try them and appreciate them right. and try to figure out those those styles and yeah. kind of uh, get a feel for what a proper double should be kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I think that ties in a little bit on the other side of the world too. You know, uh, I generally wouldn't gravitate towards a fruited milkshake IPA, but I'm going to try them so that I know... What, what, what yeah, to look for, right. that's what people are looking yeah. for, that, that kind of thing. Um, so I, again, I, I had some reluctance to brewing those styles early, early on. I just, you know, I just, it wasn't something that I was comfortable with. I just, and that's probably a real way to say it too. I, I wouldn't have brewed them. So it was one of those things like, maybe it was part of my own insecurity. Going, well, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how to brew with that much lactose in an yeah. IPA. <laughs> 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 you know? uh, so a little, little bit of that. Uh, might, might have had something to do with it, but at the same time, I, you know, you, you kind of look at you, you know, in our own faults. So I think some of us tend to be a little more on the purist yeah. you know, side. You know, people yeah. joke around the play of gatekeepers or something like that. <laughs> you know, well, you're a gatekeeper because you only brew ASP or something. You know, and I, I think to an extent, you know, uh, in hindsight, you got to look back and go. These aren't the beers that I would brew, but that's happened with every style across the board. You drink an English IPA, and then you drink yeah. a Pliny the Elder, and they're nowhere near. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, leaps yeah, and bounds yeah. what an English IPA was. Yeah. You know, am I am I going to shit on an English I, or a Pliny the Elder because it's not an English it's IPA? Not Somebody went from English IPA and moved it forward to Pliny mm. the Elder from Pliny the Elder. You know, heady topper, heady topper to what's going on right now. You know, someone's always pushed yeah. things a little different. And I think that was a uh, humble pill that I had to swallow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Even though it's not something I would necessarily want to brew, you know, um, that doesn't mean that it's a bad beer or anything like that. I have that. not had plenty yet. Really? I Actually, yeah, that's the only, like, I've had heady topper. I've yep. had plenty. Yeah. You know, mostly because I haven't. I know we probably could have gotten plenty, just like trying to trade with someone, mm-hmm. but I, don't know, I haven't really put an effort to try to get it yet. That's worth it. It's just one of those, be prepared that it's not going to be something. Can, I think a big thing is, is that beer was such a sought after IPA for yeah. so, so, long. so long. Same thing with like Heady Topper. Yeah. So it, it's weird because you get some people like now, they'll, they'll drink a Heady Topper and it's, it's like, not that good, man. Yeah, it's not that good. It, 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 but it's like, no, Heady Topper's good, man. What the fuck's wrong with well, you? Well, not even that, but you have to be able to look at it as a benchmark of where it was. was. Where it yeah, is. Exactly. You know, and yeah. Back to the point of English IPA went mm-hmm. from West Coast to West Coast to American, American. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. And kind of be able to take that in stride and, and respect that position in the timeline. Time, you know, exactly. Um, it's kind of like a Boston lager. If right. You have a Boston, if, if someone now having a beer, you know, with all the beers that are around, they had a Boston lager, it's like, what's the hype of the Boston lager? Get you one fresh, a, I'll tell you what Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have a Boston lager 15 years ago. Right. When you had Bud, or Bud, Bud, yeah, Bud Miller. It, it's like, holy right. shit, that's Boston a, lager. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, it's one of those things every year I look forward to the Sierra Nevada celebration release. Yes. Every year. Yeah. No matter how easy I get, no matter yeah, how yeah, involved yeah. and all this yeah. other stuff, I look forward to that red red bottle, red mm-hmm. can, first time this year, coming out, <laughs> yeah. coming out and, and, you know, and being yeah. a part of that. So I, I, I think there's still a lot of people who, who can appreciate where it was at in the timeline, who can keep, mm-hmm. you look at, you look at nationwide, I like the number one selling beer, craft beers, and it's still, it's still Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada. Ale, yeah. Boston Lager, yeah. it's still these yeah. brands that, you know, in, in one of the things I think we forget about in New England, maybe perhaps the East Coast, we're in a bit of a hot spot. There's a lot of yeah, innovation, yeah, yeah. There's a lot there's of innovation a lot. happening in yeah, New yeah. York, New England area. Yeah. Same with the West Coast. There's a lot of things happening on that on the West Coast. I think Middle, Middle America, America yeah. is yeah. that a spot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, like, uh, they're all sitting there around the table going, cheers yeah. as they drink their lager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, where beer innovation goes to die. <laughs> it, goes, it goes west and east. <laughs> it just kind of meets. So I think there's part of it that's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, we talked about this for a while. Um, a buddy of mine worked in Massachusetts, worked at this German restaurant. And this German restaurant... West only, Springfield? Uh, it was it not, it wasn't Student Prince, it was um, Munich House, familiar with Munich House. In yeah. Chicopee, Mass. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so there's Student <clears throat> Prince in West Springfield, which is also amazing. Um, but this, this, this bar, this restaurant, would only carry German beer. Yeah. So they knew they needed to get an IPA on. So they found a German brewery that made, made an IPA, IPA. Yep. and you sit there and you drank the IPA and it's like, okay, <laughs> the German, why would you do that? Just yeah. You do your thing, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, we had some Trappist breweries, um, local to us that did an IPA and cause somebody in their marketing department told them, we need to do got, an IPA. Got an IPA. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. You're a Trappist brewery. Do do, do the yeah. Trappist thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I think there's p- part of that. The market has just shifted and moved in so many different directions. It, it, and, and the people are so. I mean, and the business model tells you capitalize on what's what's selling. IPAs, double IPAs, fruited sours. That's the thing. Milkshake IPAs. Right. Just no fucking hard seltzers. But <laughs> never say never. I can't say never. Yeah, but. I know you can. If the business dictates, right. Right. trust me, we know. Well, the way, the way I look at it is, if you know, even if it's something I wouldn't necessarily want to drink, and I can still make one that I can stand behind, those things allow for me to make an ESB exactly. or a Dunkel yeah. or you yeah. know something in that vein. So yeah. If I if I have to brew those to be able to brew those. Then I think the trade-off is okay. Um, I think, you know, we talked about this before, again, before we started filming, is that we're kind of coming full circle. There's a lot of people who are beyond the sweet, intense milkshake exactly. IPAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they may have started there. Maybe that was their introduction. That was yeah. the intro. You know? yeah. And they've come full circle, and they're going, oh, well, what is a Pilsner? Let me drink mm-hmm. a few of these. Oh, this Pilsner tastes drastically different from that last Pilsner that I had. Well, why? Um, is the temperature that was fermented at? It was the duration of the boil. Is it you know what are the reasons that these beers yeah. taste different? Um, so I think I think you kind of start to see that is a growing segment of the world. It, so. it's, it's funny because like Clinton, who unfortunately couldn't make it today, was uh, he was the litmus test of yeah. the intro when we first started Brewheads. He was the litmus test of the intro beer drinker. He didn't drink beer. 
He, he liked Sam Adams cherry Sam Adams wheat. cherry wheat. <laughs> and liquor. Yeah, and right. liquor. Yeah. That's, that's what he drank. That's it. Sam Adams cherry and peppermint schnapps was Oof. his thing to go. So, that's but, hell of a... Yeah. yeah. So, like, when we first... When we started doing brew heads, he was legit, like, your normal... Your regular consumer of craft beer. Right. Where they would look for the sweeter right. first... What kind of fruit does it have in it? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Oh, it's a West Coast IPA? And no, it's oh. too hoppy. I mean, I don't know how many times he gagged during a review because it was too hoppy. Yep. But as he grew, and it's like he found beers that was like, it was like, you like this beer? You guys started to get shocked. By it, the yeah, it was like, yeah. damn, he, he like put us on his like stuff and it was like, you like this? Right. You, legit, you like it? Because this is not something yeah, you would brought, know. You brought over uh, Gigawatts 2.0. <laughs> yes, like, Gigawatts 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, that was, yeah. this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah. And you're all like, what? What? Yeah. what? Scoob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then that and uh, Wrench. Wrench, which I... Is that a barley wine? No, no, no. It no. was um, um, Industrial Arts. Okay. It was a double IPA. Single. Was this single? Wrench oh, single. Because, yeah, because, what was it? Wrench, torque du- wrench. What was the double <laughs> Like the names. Yeah. 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 And, and that was, and that was wrench, the part for me. Because, like, I, I love, we loved everything about them. Impact it's, wrench. It spoke to us. And then pocket wrench. Pocket was, wrench. Uh, pocket wrench was the only one I liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't what we were expecting. Huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And it, it is fucked up, too, because it's like everything about them spoke to us mechanically about how they presented the names, their beer, the, the names, the, cans, the artwork the, on the cans, and it was like, oh, this speaks to me. Please be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, no. And it was like, I go to the next one, uh, no. But I legit like went through everything. Every single industrial. Until I industry. found something that was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> the four-pointer. Four yep. Pointer it was their, uh, what was it? Saison? Pocket wrench. Pocket wrench yeah, was a Saison. It was like. Session. Session. Yeah, it was a session, not a Saison. Session. And it was like, yes. I can't get behind this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't know how old they were at the time, but it's one of those things, too. You're like, there's always a window where breweries go through the learning curve, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not, not going to be hitting fives every time, kind of thing. You know? And you know what? Palettes is a big thing. We always talk about that. Palettes is universal and no one has the same palate and a beer you enjoy does you know and i don't enjoy doesn't mean it's a bad beer mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it yeah we give it a, a two yeah and, and everyone else is giving it a five that's just and it's different because like for me palettes, yeah pocket wrench was one of those things where it was like i mean not pocket wrench uh wrench was one of those things was like i completely understand what you were trying to accomplish it was not for my past. I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. And that does not mean it's a bad beer. The ones that kill me are like the untapped ratings. I don't oh, like stout. Fuck yeah. stout. Yeah. Why are you drinking this? Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. It kills you. It kills oh. you. It's like, don't, don't put it on untapped. You know? Because it, 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 it's funny because like when we do beer reviews and it's like, yeah, I give my rating and it's a low rating. I, but I will wholeheartedly, like, I understand what this is, and please do not go by my rating. Right. Try this beer. Right. I might give it a two, but that's because of my palate. It doesn't fit my palate. But you 
need to try yeah. it right. to see how it fits your It's a personal experience. Yeah. Right, and it's interesting. You see, it got to the point where I just generally don't look at untapped. No. Because we don't go have, on it. We don't go on it You'll have a string yeah. of four and a halfs and fives and all this stuff, and then you'll have that one that I don't like IPA, two stars. Like, <laughs> then why? Then just yeah. why? You know? This Pilsner does not taste like an IPA, one star. Yeah. It's a if I could give it none, I would. But it's a fucking Pilsner. Is that supposed to taste like an right. IPA, asshole? Yep. There, was, there was one recently on social media that was a Belgian triple, and uh, the people thought it was a triple IPA. Yeah, I commented on that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. You're like, going, oh. It's like, oh. It, it, and it's funny because, like, I... I find myself, it, it, it happens to me even with mechanical, I, I think that people who are on these sites understand, and it's like, you should not be on this site rating beers. Yeah. You don't fully understand. Right. You know, it's like, why are you comparing this IPA, or why are you comparing this stout to, to, a, to a, a fucking fruited sour that you normally drink and you don't like it? It's like. That's is, not untapped is the participation trophy of beer. It is 100. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, it was so interesting. It was so interesting back in its inception. It yeah, yes. it was yes. so cool. So, you know, people took it seriously. They were mm -hmm. writing real reviews. Yeah. They were really like it was kind of like turning like the beer advocate in a mobile format. Yes. Yeah. And it worked out really well, and it was just a really good way to track what you drank, yeah. what you liked. They had good recommendations it, on exactly. the styles and yeah. you know, that thing. Yeah. But now it's yeah. It's the Twitter of beer. Too many, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's exactly just, right. just mouth pop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just let it go. Yep. That's, it's, it's absolutely And, and it's funny because like beer advocates now just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You read, you read beer advocate, like the reviews or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's a really good review. But if you compare it to untapped, it's a pretentious, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like hoity-toity yeah. review. Right. It's it's not it's actually a, it's, it's an a actual review. And it's a double-edged mm -hmm. sword right now because on the same time, you want people who aren't connoisseurs, quote unquote, to be feel approachable coming right. in exactly. and trying the yeah. product. So I think a lot of us who, who are serious about the craft just don't even look at Untapped anymore. You it, can't. You can't. Yeah. It, you, you really can't. In all honesty, you really. It's. That it hurts. It, it, <laughs> it, it hurts. You will lose brain cells. Oh, yeah, well, it's incredibly frustrating. It's, yeah. you get there and you get because they totally missed whatever you were trying to do with the Yeah, beer. exactly. You know. and, it, and it's funny because like when we talked to um, was it Adam from um, Alvarium? I mean, not Alvarium. Um, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. They like legit like they go kind of hard on the untap and they like post and that's like you can like literally judge the beer at that point. Of drinking the beer. And they oh go, yeah, they, they like go in on thing. it. Yeah, they go in on it, and it's like that takes balls, man. Yeah, especially on Untapped. For you yeah. to really like fully invest, and but that's their litmus test on their on their customers on how a beer is, right? How it's and, being received. Yeah, how it's right. being received yep. and stuff like that. It's a, but it's just like damn. I mean, it has man. its merits in a way. That's that right. Kind of yeah. If if ninety percent of your customers are don't going like on a tap are not, not yeah. giving it, so okay, so maybe don't do that one anymore. Yeah, right. and then continue with the ones that are higher rated. Right. But, but God, I could not. No, I could not. Because yeah. you know what? Uh, unfortunately, I'm allergic to stupidity in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just 
Well, it's one of those things you find yourself at one in the morning obsessing over for some reason. You're like, why am I even? Like, why am I looking? Yeah. At this? Yeah. Why am I even doing this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot of it. There's a lot of positive to be said for it too. There are when you see somebody who really gets it, like you're saying, yeah. beer advocate reviews. They really got it. They really were engaged in the product. And they were really trying to give it an honest review, and they nailed it. They yeah. Whatever you were trying to do, and they. That's a, all right. There's still hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank you very much for having us. We appreciate it. Uh, the beer you make is phenomenal. Absolutely awesome. Um, so make sure you check out Weha uh, Brewing and Roasting. 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 That's correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm a few in, so yeah. I gotta make sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little roasted. This would be weird if I drive you home. <laughs> uh, uh, 141 Shield Street, West Hartford. Um, make sure I'm don't worry about, about that. So yeah, make sure you come down. Great beer, uh, great atmosphere, very great welcoming. atmosphere. Yeah, phenomenal. Oh, the beer is cheers. Fun. This stout is ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had one sip. And oh it was my god, it was iconic. So like we're it. we're definitely gonna have to do this again for sure because uh, his shit's overheating. So <laughs> 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 so. As always, drink responsibly. You stay wobbly. We're going to catch you on the next one. Deuces. Cheers. Cheers, everyone.